Before we start, SB Travel wants to acknowledge the traditional owners on all the lands which we visit and recognise their living culture and continuous connection to country. G'day road trippers and welcome to another round of Are We There Yet? podcast with me, Keith. And me, Sarah. We're travelling around Australia in our van. When we get to places, we have so much fun. But in between, like right now, we are bored. I mean, seriously, are we there yet? Hey, Sarah. Hmm? You know what we could play to pass the time? Are you suggesting what I think you're suggesting? I certainly am. It's time to play the Are We There Yet? Quiz Show Extravaganza! The game show brought to you by the holiday boredom busters SB Travel, designed to fast forward the boring bits between here and amazing. The rules are simple. Wheels spin the giant wheel of awesomeness to decide the game category. The wheel has lots of strange and fun games to play, especially catered for our families to play along. We'll read out your questions. And then you guys. Hey, talking to you in the vehicle right now. You know, Keith, our friends might be listening to us at home or in the classroom or while trying to teach a chicken to swim. Why? Well, somebody needs to teach it to swim. But why? Well, how else would they learn, Keith? (sighs) Well, wherever you are, you can play along with us. We'll give everyone 10 seconds thinking music after each question, and then we will... Teach you to swim, or tell you the answers. Players can be super prepared by downloading a quiz sheet from sbytravel.com.au. Using a complicated series of lasers will work just fine as well. So let's get ready to play. Now, before we spin the wheel, remember, one point per question that you get right. That's right. It's one point per right answer. Or two points for the first person to call out, stroke, stroke, when I beep our van's horn, which today sounds like this. (laughs) That poor chicken. Now, kids, remember, you need to keep score for us in this game show because, well, we're not in the car with you. That's right, Keith. We are not in your car at all or in your house. I'm not emptying out your vacuum cleaner bag. So we're relying on you kids to be our eyes and ears out there. But that's enough of this chitter-chatter. Let's spin the giant wheel of awesomeness. I wonder what the first set of questions is going to be for the folks out there. Could it be on pets, or will it be on books, or maybe galactic astronomy? And our first category is, ooh, we have a game. Woohoo! Let's play plant, animal, or mineral. Now, this is a simple game. I'm going to read out an object, and all you have to do is guess whether it's a plant, an animal, or a mineral. Now, Keith, for the purposes of this family-friendly podcast, mineral means rocks. We're not going to get into this argument again. Okay. But technically a mineral could be many different types of... A rock could it's be a lots... a rock. A rock could be it's lots of different rock. types of minerals. Rock, rock, rock. 
Question number one. Is a shaggy soldier a plant, an animal, or a mineral? The shaggy soldier is a type of plant. Interesting. I thought that was going to be a trick question, something to do with people being animals. But anyway, question number two. Is a serpentinite a plant, an animal, or a mineral? Serpentinite is a type of rock, and it's named like that because it looks a little like snakeskin. Cool. I would like to see that rock. Next question. Plant, animal, or mineral? What's a wobbygong? Mm, I love that word, wobbygong. A wobbygong is a type of carpet shark and can be found in many of our Australian oceans. That was a quick two bonus points for whoever was helping that chicken learn to swim. Question number three. What is a sparkle muffin? Is it a plant, an animal or a mineral? A sparkle muffin is a type of peacock spider and it is as adorable as its name. Sparkle muffin. Peacock spider is a pretty adorable name too. Object number four. What is a billy button? Plant, animal or mineral? A billy button is a beautiful yellow flower that grows along the eastern coast of Australia. And for our last object, what is a slime head? What did you call me? A slime head is a type of fish. You may also know them by one of their other common names, the orange ruffy. Scientists think that the slime head can live up to 150 years old. Keith, can you spin the wheel again, please? And the next category is... Oh, it's another game. Woohoo! Sound charades. What? I know what charades is, but, but what's sound charades? So, sound charades is charades through the medium of sound. Make sense? No. I'm going to make the sound of various things and you have to guess what the object is. Oh, this is going to be awesome. Sound number one. (laughs) Bing. That wasn't too bad. Oh, should I do thinking music? Let's make that noise one more time and then you can put on the thinking music. (laughs) 
was making the noise of a microwave. What were you cooking? I was warming up my delicious curry. Mm. Sound number two. <laughs> Two was Keith tooting his trumpet. Although I, I would have also accepted trombone, I think, because you had kind of a brrrr sound in there, which sounded more like a trombone. That is just my natural flair ah. for wind instruments. <laughs> sound number three. That is a sound that's the most annoying sound at night when you're trying to sleep and you have an annoying mosquito buzzing around your room. That was really well done. Sound number four. that you utilise like your your top and it wasn't just like with your voice. It was really impressive. I am a very broad and complex instrument. You are. Anyway, that was the sound of two people playing tennis. And for the last sound... It's actually really good. It's better than what I expect you to do. I couldn't do it. I am actually really surprised how well Keith did on this one. And I would be astounded if anyone gets this. But that was, of course, obviously, the Australian magpie which is supposed to sound like this. Keith, can you just do yours once more? That's not bad. Hey, Sarah, you know where kids can actually learn about how to recognise real Australian bird songs? Ooh, I think you might be talking about Espy. I sure hope so. Thanks, Keith. So Espy will not have all the birds of Australia. No, no. The platform is entirely designed for kids' success. I want to build them up and get them excited about what they might actually see while on family holidays. So say you're heading to the Daintree Rainforest. Instead of having to flip through a massive bird book or try and navigate a complicated app to try to find out what that bird is that's always in your campsite, the Daintree module in ESPY will give the kids the top 10 most common birds found in that area. Not only that, the kids will learn their calls and a few facts about each of the birds that they will likely see on their trip. And when possible, even the names of the birds in their local language. I love this. What if there are a bunch of lizards about? Well, each SBI module will also include the most common reptiles and mammals they may see as well. And of course, if you're heading to a reef like Ningaloo or the Great Barrier Reef, 
The SBI modules will give the kids the top 10 most common fish instead. That is just a tiny taste of what each destination module will contain. Each SBI module should keep your child entertained and engaged for hours. Perfect for on the way to your family holiday. We're working towards launch, so keep an eye out on what destinations are first to be released at sbytravel.com.au. Also, check out our Facebook page for all news, podcasts and platform. Now back to the show. And our next category is life cycles. Question one, which of these animals looks pretty much like a mini adult on the very day they are born? Is it A, a frog, B, a dragonfly, C, a kangaroo, or D, a giraffe? giraffe looks most like a mini adult version of themselves the day they are born. Kangaroos look like little pink jelly beans on the day they are born, which is why their mothers have pouches to keep them safe and warm while they grow. What does a dragonfly look like on the day it's born? A really scary monster, but like under the water with like legs. (laughs) I don't know why I said legs. (laughs) Most animals have legs and they're not scary. But they've got like a point. Keep going. Read the next question. I think they look like a little seed with a little prawn tail when they're first born. Oh, yeah. Like a mosquito lover. But then they get bigger and they look a bit scary. Question two. Speaking of dragonflies, do dragonflies lay eggs or do they give birth to live young? Dragonflies lay eggs, and their larvae, which is the word that describes their young, live in the water. We could do a whole podcast on just how cool dragonflies are, but I'm just going to mention two things. Number one, dragonflies were the first type of insect to evolve, and they're about 300 million years old. And one of the earliest prehistoric dragonflies was the size of a crow. Cool. I know, like even like the wingspan was the same wingspan as a crow. Nice. Imagine that. That'd be cool. Question number three, which of these animals starts its life cycle living in the water while spending its adulthood living wholly on land? Is it A, a crocodile, B, a dragonfly, C, a turtle, or D, a chicken? Did you say chicken? (laughs) Stroke! Stroke! Our giant wheel of awesomeness is very cheeky. Did you say chicken? (laughs) Stroke! Stroke! I hope after all that excitement, listeners remembered what the actual question was. The animal that spends the start of its life cycle under the water, but its adulthood on land, is a dragonfly. I think the wheel has just given me another excuse to throw out a really cool dragonfly fact, and this one is a doozy. So, if you look at a set of dragonfly wings under a very, very strong microscope, you will find that it's covered in tiny spikes. These spikes are actually the size of bacteria, and when the dragonfly flies, 
Their wings literally stab and destroy any bacteria it encounters, keeping it healthy. Scientists are looking to ways to mimic these spikes to help keep humans safe. Question number four in our life cycle round. What do you call the first stage of a plant's life cycle? The first stage of a plant's life cycle is a seed, mostly. Except if you're a fern or a moss. And if that case, your first stage is a spore. So just thinking about it, seeds are the same as eggs, really. Plant eggs, if you will. Plant eggs. Last question for this round. Speaking of plant eggs, what does the word germination mean? Germination is the word that describes when a plant hatches out of its plant egg. Sarah. Fine. Germination is the word that describes when a plant emerges from its seed. Better? Much better. Let's spin that wheel. Yes, one of my favourite categories, food. Question number one. What is the main ingredient in the dinner dish paella? Paella? I like paella. Paella is a Spanish dish that is made out of rice. And seafood and spicy sausage and sometimes chicken. But mostly, do you say chicken? Yeah. <laughs> straight, straight. <laughs> Question number two. What is the main ingredient in guacamole? Guacamole is a dip that originates in Mexico and avocado is the main ingredient. Avocado. Avocado. Question number three. (laughs) Which country does the curry dish Rogan Josh come from? Rogan Josh is an Indian dish and it comes from the northern regions of India. Question number four. Now, this might be a slightly tricky question. What fruit, popular in Southeast Asia, is banned on all forms of public transport in Singapore because it's so stinky? The stinky fruit that Keith is describing is the durian, which actually tastes kind of nice, but I couldn't really get past the smell, to be honest. What does it taste like to you? Oh, it was, it was kind of sweet. I don't know. It's, it's got a weird texture too, which I couldn't get over. So to me, I think it tasted like a hamburger smoothie with onions. Gross. No, I That's could. That's what it tasted like no, to me. No, no, I could taste the fruit in it. Like I could taste that it was a fruit and it was sweet. It was sweet, but it was sweet like tomato sauce and onions. Oh, that's and, so gross. Yeah. 
Yeah. I did not enjoy it at all. Last food question. What dish is served cold and is made by wrapping rice and other ingredients in seaweed? Sushi is rice wrapped in seaweed and this dish comes from Japan. That was a wonderfully global round, Keith. It certainly was, but it's made me really hungry now because that was lots of my favourite foods. Especially the hamburger milkshake? Other than the hamburger milkshake. Okay. Well, we're not quite there yet, so maybe while we're waiting, how about you spin the wheel again? And the next category is musicals. Musicals. You really got to sing that. Musicals. Nice. Question number one. Which musical tells the story of two witches named Elphaba and Glinda? Is that how it's pronounced? I've got no idea. Glinda and Elphaba. Elphaba? Elphaba. 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 Clearly we know this musical really well. They are characters from the musical Wicked. Question number two. What long-running musical stars a group of singing cats? It really does tickle me that they have a whole musical of just singing cats. Like somebody wrote the script, wrote the songs and said, hey, I've got a musical and it's just about singing cats. And everyone's like, yes, let's make this musical. Guess what it was called? I'm not sure. The Ballad of the Singing Cats. It's called Cats. Creative. Question number three. The musical Mamma Mia uses songs from which famous pop group? Mamma Mia uses songs from the group ABBA. Question four. Which Disney musical uses giant puppets of African animals on stage? The Lion King is a musical that uses giant puppets of African animals up on stage. And sometimes off the stage. It's a great show. And for our last question, which musical has sold the most tickets in the whole world? The most popular musical in the whole world would be The Lion King. Hey, Keith, are you still hungry? I could go some Rogan Josh. Or some Vindaloo. Well, I can see our destination up ahead. Shall we see if there's an Indian restaurant there? Yeah, That was a great way to pass the time. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you look out for another episode of Are We There Yet? Family Podcast. Coming out soon. This podcast was brought to you by Espy Travel. Espy is the best boredom busting platform of all, building meaningful connections between kids and our wonderful Australian destinations, all in a fun, interactive way. 
kids will learn how to recognise local birds and wildlife, learn the geographical and human history of the area, and find out all about what makes your holiday destination special. Even if you're not heading off on holiday soon, give your kids a mindful digital experience and tour Australia from the comfort of your home. Each destination module also includes two special podcasts, including an unbelievable but true story about the area that you're going to visit. You should hear the Uluru story. It's crazy. Let your kids become the tour guides and get so much more out of your next family holiday with S by Travel. Parents, find us at S by Travel. That's espytravel.com.au or check out our Facebook page. Until next time. Oh, yeah.